The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, it sounds like um, the, 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 the major part of the blockade by Atchison has been uh, dismantled. Uh, counter-protesters came in, took it down. You just heard Fletcher Kent. You just heard Eileen talking uh, about this. Um, Fletcher was saying that there's still just a, a couple of people floating about. A lot of them packing up and, and leaving. Not sure what it's going to look like an hour from now, but Fletcher was uh, quite surprised to report that that's what had happened. People just came in, started tearing it down, and a lot of the protesters saying, well, they were disappointed in that, but they were heading out. We'll keep you updated uh, on that. I can tell you that uh, as well, um, a number of Canada's major business associations have banded together to urge the government to address what's going on. In a, in a letter sent to the Prime Minister, the heads of the Business Council of Canada, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and Canadian Manufacturers and Exporters all demanded that the government take action and fast. The letter says, quote, the damage inflicted on the Canadian economy and on the welfare of our citizens mount with each hour that these illegal disruptions are allowed to continue. Joining us this afternoon is Janet Riopel, the President and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. Janet, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Janet. Uh, well, you've been watching this. What is the feeling um, of, of the chamber and, and of your members? Oh, you know, we're deeply concerned. I mean, these blockades and the, the disruption that they're having on Canada's ability to trade and export, I mean, this is huge. We're stopping the movement of our goods and our people. We're totally disrupting our economy. And you know, as, as you said, we're hurting the livelihoods of thousands of people, thousands of, of business owners, thousands of communities. Uh, the, the Premier said, I think it was late last week, that uh, if, if these uh, protests are prolonged, it could threaten Alberta's eco- economic recovery this year. Uh, went on to say that the economy is fragile and uh, and a rebound in 2020 could be jeopardized if, quote, this kind of foolishness carries on much longer. Uh, And I guess that's something that, you know, that weighs heavily on on business organizations in Edmonton, in Alberta and right across the country. Well, I mean, absolutely. First of all, Canada is a trading nation, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we achieve our potential? How do we how do we maintain any prosperity without a functioning economy and access to those markets that we need to succeed? But now, now, like bring it at home here into Alberta, um, you know, restoring our competitiveness competitiveness, pardon me, that's our Alberta Chamber's single biggest priority. Mm -hmm. That's every business's single biggest priority. So we can ill afford for something like this to be happening right now. Um, You know, I'll tell you, Jalen, I was over lunch, I popped into a storekeeper and and, uh, was talking to her and she apologized for her lack of inventory. And we're talking about it and she's telling me first the coronavirus Mm. delayed shipments coming from China. So then they finally get to the port and she's, she's desperate for them and what happens yeah. now the ports are blocked yeah and I yeah I was seeing I was seeing stories last week uh, of, a, of a local business saying you know it just couldn't get their product in it was just yeah. one thing after another 
Yeah, so that's great. I mean, they have they have nothing to to realize any sources of revenue. Meanwhile, they have costs to sustain themselves mm-hmm. that continue to mount. That I mean, it's very detrimental. But you think of all the things that are really, really, you know, in peril. Perishable goods, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The items that just can't afford to not be moving uh, in a in a timely way. You know, grain and agriculture products, things like that. Um, and then if you look at if you talk to people about their need for for you know lumber and, and propane mm-hmm. and things like that those are essential products and all of these things are shipped by rail yeah and then you look at people laid off and who are then don't want to spend any money i mean it's cumulative right yeah, yeah, yeah it just piles on. So I guess, uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, as part of, you know, the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, as part of, uh, you know, the bigger organization standing by the call from these business organizations saying, come on, let's get, let's get moving, let's get something done, calling on the federal government to get moving. Yeah, you know, the business community is very united in this, but as you mentioned, many, many organizations who represent, you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, of, uh, of people that are employed in, in our economy, those that community is united in asking our federal government to work with all orders of government and all all entities and, and indigenous groups to bring peaceful, like really swift resolution to these blockades. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've got to get this flow of goods uh, again across Canada. And here's the other part of this. You know, we have a reputation that really needs to be bolstered and supported, telling the world that we're a reliable trading partner. Yeah. Well, holy mackerel, well, that, that whole, is yeah. not the case today. That whole line, you know, we've been hearing open for business, open for business, and, and it's been sounding more and more difficult to open for business over the past couple of years, certainly in the in the, in the the oil uh, yeah. the air front. But right now, of course, that takes on a bit of a different meaning, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, just, you know, just on a, on, a, on another front, Janet, and by the way, Janet Riopel joining me this afternoon, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, and um, you, you touched on it talking about, um, you know, trying to you move towards getting uh, the, the Alberta, the Edmonton economy back on track, making uh, the, the community more appealing. How are things looking for 2020 from where you're sitting? Boy, I say this often, you know, my cup's usually half full, but right now it it feels pretty empty. When I talk to business owners, um, they're doing everything they can, Jaylene, to to continue to to be stable and solid and as strong as they possibly can. But, boy, we're entering the sixth year of, of this terrible economic downturn and right now we're just not seeing any light on the horizon here in alberta we are we are an entrepreneurial bunch we've got a really optimistic spirit we are we are very much uh pulling and 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 aligning ourselves and sticking together to try to do everything we can to make everything as as strong and healthy and positive as we can but it's a tough slug right now and you know anywhere you go anyone you talk to uh, our job creators are hurting Mm -hmm. And when they hurt, families hurt, and 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 charities hurt, and our whole community hurts when our job creators are having trouble. What's the number one thing that you need right now? <laughs> well, right now, uh, number one, we need to um, find a path back to balance financially. Uh, we need a strong and and stable economy, um, and that happens by you know our, our government being able to restore a, a really strong financial base, um, and we we also need um, to to be attractive to new investment. We need to bring new investment into our province, 
and have them continue to boulder and contribute and strengthen our economy. Uh, next uh, a week tomorrow, the Kenny government brings down uh, its spring budget. What will you be looking for in it? We're looking uh, for them to signal a continued path back to balanced budgets um, for a plan, a detailed plan on how they're going to address debt and deficit in a timely way. And we're looking for um, signals in how they're going to um, strengthen and bolster um, specific sectors so that we can um, build those businesses and, and diversify our economy more. We need, um, we need signals from them on how they're going to create this competitive environment that's going to continue to attract business and uh, and we're, we're very much uh, we're very much looking for them to signal how they're going to create more jobs how they're going to build an environment that will create more jobs in our in our community are you feeling right now that it's not doing a good enough job or um, are they doing okay what are, you, what are your thoughts on that stand We've been very supportive of, of the steps that the government has taken to uh, to strengthen and bolster our business environment, and uh, and the, and their signals are all um, very positive on the job front about what they're going to do to continue to try to help and bolster that. Um, there are a lot of other factors, uh, that, you know, at play here that really need to be addressed. It's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a very difficult time in this economy for the business community and for government. And so somehow we have to recognize we're all in this together. Uh, It's a painful time and we're going to all have to continue to uh, support each other through finding um, finding solutions. Oh, Janet, good to talk to you this afternoon. I really appreciate you taking your time uh, on this one. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jalen. Bye-bye. Take care. Janet Riopel joining us this afternoon, the President and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. Again, uh, the the provincial budget. The throne speech uh, will happen on Monday. um, And then the provincial budget, uh, Jason Kenney's next budget, will come down on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Of course, that usually gets underway at about 3.15 in the afternoon. We will be live uh, from the Mazankowski Heart Institute for Heart Pledge Day. But, of course, we will bring you all the information as uh, as it's happening and keep you updated right here on 6.30 Ched. So I wanted to let you know as well on uh, the blockade front, I can tell you that the Grand Chief of the Confederacy of Treaty Treaty of Six Nations say uh, their chiefs all stand in solidarity with the Indigenous sovereign nations, Grand Chief Billy Morin, uh, from Enoch, actually, who was just on this show, what, last week, two weeks ago, um, saying in, an, in a news release this afternoon that they're calling upon police to ensure safety of those protesting the coastal gas pipeline and uh, railway workers. The Confederacy, the Confederacy also calling on the RCMP to remove their mobile command unit that is near Wet'suwet'en territory in BC. And that is one of the big ones. As we keep talking about this and we keep hearing about this over and over again, and the hereditary chiefs saying uh, that they will not speak with provincial leaders or federal leaders until that mobile unit is moved. Is that maybe the first part of this? Is that something that the federal government is looking at, is moving towards? Uh, we're still waiting to hear what this plan is. Um, from the Prime Minister, but uh, again, the Confederacy of uh, Treaty Six Nations says... Um, 
once that mobile command unit is removed, um, then they want to see the Prime Minister and BC Premier John Horgan meet with the wet sweat and people to resolve the current protests in a peaceful way. So that kind of gets you up to date on what's happening right now. Um, justice is hearing um, is looking at that injunction request from CN. That hearing got underway at two o'clock this afternoon. It was originally scheduled for one. It was moved till two o'clock. But it can tell you if you're just tuning in that it appears from our reporters on scene that um, the majority uh, the majority of protesters that were at that blockade have left or are leaving, that there were counter-protesters that came in and dismantled things. They, they, they took away the, the, the pieces of wood. They took away the pallets. They took away the, the burning barrels. And a number of the protesters saying, you know, they, while they were packing up and leaving, um, saying that they were disappointed, but that's what was going to happen. Fletcher was saying that he couldn't be sure if a couple, maybe a few of them were sticking around, but we'll keep you updated right here on 630 Chad.